Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. As I write this episode, I'm hiding out in my office trying to get some work done because my amazing, wonderful daughter is visiting this week while her kids are on spring break. My grandkids are eight, five, and I have a one-year-old baby granddaughter, and they want grandma to play cover your assets all day long. We've had so much fun. We went swimming. We visited my parents. So that's my grandkids' great-grandparents, which is kind of cool. We went to the Springville Art Museum. We got out the Play-Doh. We played so many board games. My grandson is kind of obsessed with board games, and he's really good at them. And of course, they're just so beautiful and interesting. I also read lately this description of kids. (laughs) And the author said that kids are heat-seeking missiles for what they want, and that's just so true. So I really respect my daughter for getting through this stage. Well, this is a perfect segue into being intentional in our redefined role as parents of adult children. And along with our adult kids come even more people, because you may get some in-laws and some grandkids. Well, we've been talking about living a purposeful life. This series on purpose started with episode 34. And if you're a parent, then you know that parenting is deeply meaningful. And it's even consuming when they're growing up under your care. And then as our kids grow, parenting doesn't end, but it definitely changes. And that transition can be disorienting and uncomfortable for all concerned at times. We all spent all these years and years together building patterns of how to relate and communicate and get our jobs done. Parents have jobs to care for their kids, and kids have jobs to become grown-ups. So now we need to re-envision our purpose as a parent. We had a bishop in the past, Bishop Johnson, who was our church leader, and he used to remind us. He would say, we're not raising children, we're raising adults. That is just so true. It's never a painless process of knowing when your kids are actually full-on adults and you should let go. In fact, it's built into our language. We only have the words adult child or grown-up child, and it just reinforces this underlying relationship we have that no matter how old we get or how old our children get, we're always the parent and they're always the child. I wish we had a better name for that. And I'll be honest, this episode is kind of uncomfortable for me because my own grown kids know that Mike and I aren't the ideal examples of parenting, either in the past or the present, but it's something I'm working on all the time. So when you're wondering how to support your grown-up kids, taking a step back can be just what they need. Today, we're going to focus on one piece of the parenting puzzle, but it's probably a really big piece. The opportunity before us now is to figure out that paradox of how to be connected and supportive of our grown children and at the same time let go of judgment and trying to control and to do those things from a place of emotional stability and love. 
The reassuring thing about these rules is that they are completely in your control. You can decide how you want to show up as a great parent of adult children, regardless of how they respond or where they are in their journey. You're probably already doing so many good things with your kids, so totally give yourself credit for all the good ways that you're showing up as a parent who loves their kids. And all of us are still seeking to be even better, I know. I remember when my kids were growing up, I read so many books on how to raise kids. Well, how much time have we put into learning how to be great parents of adult children? I actually have a few books on it that I've never even finished. So let's dive into some ideas for becoming confident in our purpose as parents of a grown family. I'm going to share four rules with you, so I'll share all four of them. And then today we're just going to talk about the first two, and then the next episode we'll talk about the second two. Number one, aim for unconditional love. Number two, offer influence. Number three, visualize their success. And number four, center on yourself. So let's start with aiming for unconditional love. What is unconditional love anyway? Such a big concept. Some of this kind of love is just automatic and natural. You remember when you were watching your little kids sleeping, how much love you felt for them and how beautiful they were. I remember just standing there crying because they were so sweet and lovely. And I still feel a lot of that for my kids, even now that they're grown up. I just feel like they're so beautiful and amazing. It's also very natural to not feel totally accepting and loving all the time. Even those cute, sweet babies put our love to the test when they were crying for three hours, right? So it's not realistic to always feel unconditional love. But the more that we experience it by being intentional and purposeful about it, the better for us and for our kids, especially as they grow up. This is why I say we're going to aim for unconditional love. Love is a decision that we make 500 times a day over and over, and we aren't expected to get it perfect and be in that 100% of the time. Unconditional love for our grown children means seeing all their reality and their truth and their unfinishedness, and loving them not in spite of it, but because of it. They aren't supposed to be finished yet. In fact, we aren't finished yet either. I find that the word unfinished helps me just relax about my kids. That is where they're supposed to be. That's where I'm supposed to be. So let that tender parent take the lead and send the judgy parent into time out. Remember how incredible it's been to see your kids develop every step of the way. This is what I love about parenting so much. We got to witness this transformation from a helpless baby into a grown adult. We saw their first words. They took their first steps. We saw them learn piano and soccer and reading. This never-ending miracle of seeing them do things they couldn't do before. That keeps going on, maybe for the rest of our mortal life. Oh, for sure, for the rest of our mortal life. We get to keep witnessing them growing and doing things they couldn't do before. And if we stay in that frame of mind, it can still be so joyful. Remember how exciting it was to see those first steps. Let's get back there and feel that again. They aren't finished yet. They aren't supposed to be. 
we can let go of that false belief that we parent our children for 18 years and then they're done. They get just as much time to keep growing as we do. I try to think of my role in their life as to be their cheerleader and occasionally their coach when they ask for it, but not the ref. That's not my job anymore. Here's one cool thing about learning to manage our emotions. We can always have love in our life because we can always feel it and give it. And love can be totally one-sided. It doesn't have to be received or returned to be real. We can decide, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And believe it or not, this isn't just a blessing for the child. It's such a blessing for a parent to feel that radiant love for someone else. And I've found that feeling unconditional love for my kids now can crowd out feelings of regret for how I've done things in the past. Well, let's talk about what unconditional love isn't. It isn't hiding the truth or suppressing your feelings. And it isn't trying to make others feel good by hiding the truth. It's also not judging others for their response to your truth. So when we show up with unconditional love, we still want to tell the truth, including how you really feel or what you really want or what you really think, and then allow others to feel however they want about that without being upset at them for their response. We can love them still regardless of how they respond. So the goal is to show up as our authentic selves, express our opinions, ask for what we want, but not to be attached to a certain response from them. Don't get caught in a trap of thinking things have gone wrong if everyone isn't happy. The way people respond isn't always evidence of whether you're doing the right thing or not. For example, let's say one of your kids asks if you can watch their grandkids every day while they go to work. Well, do you want to watch the grandkids every day while they go to work? Then it's your job to really decide what you want for you and your life and be willing to speak up and say how you feel about that. Maybe yes, maybe no. And then be okay if they get upset about that. One of the keys to relationships is to let other people be wrong about you. When you know you like your reasons for the decisions that you make or the things that you do, Sometimes people won't understand you. It's okay for them to be wrong about you. Now let's talk about enabling. (laughs) Because unconditional love is not unconditional reward. It truly might sometimes look like saying no because it's the best thing for them. For example, if we're doing things like our adult children's taxes, doing their laundry, registering for their college classes things that they need to be doing for themselves, that isn't unconditional love. That's people-pleasing, like you're trying to manage how they feel about you, or it's micromanaging, like you think you can do it better than they can. And even if you could, they need to learn how to do it, right? Unconditional love might look like if you have an adult child living in your house, playing video games all day, not paying their way and not helping with the housework, that's a no. It can be like if they're regularly asking you for money, like, can you pay my rent? I'm running low because I spend it all on a spring break trip. Well, that might be a no, and that can be unconditional love. 
this really gets deep when you have adult children who are in addiction or some kind of really compulsive, harmful behavior. Sometimes parents get into a role of trying to shield them from the consequences of their actions. If any of this is making you wonder if maybe you've got some kind of codependent, enabling dynamic going on in your relationship with your adult children, please, please, please go get some support for yourself to help you know how to show up as a parent who can be the best parent for your child in this situation. There are 12-step groups, therapists, and of course, life coaching. This is something that I would really love to do actually is help more parents heal that relationship with their adult children. So remember, don't look to your children for evidence that you are in unconditional love. Only you can look in your heart and know. For sure, they're not always going to notice or even realize it very often. It doesn't mean that your kids will always feel it and they'll just be so happy with you and honor you for it and love you back. Now, unconditional love is often tied with the concept of sacrifice, and you can totally decide to make sacrifices for others. I love this thought from Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School about sacrifice. She said, real unconditional loving sacrifice feels good, not resentful or reluctant. In true sacrifice, you decide to do it out of love for them, not because you want them to like you or you wanted to keep the peace and avoid confrontation. So it comes down to our motivation and how we feel about making that sacrifice. Now, what gets in the way of unconditional love? It's one thing and it's judgment. You might feel some fear for your kids, but that fear is leading to some kind of judgment. And I define judgment like this, thinking that someone should be different than they are, or that they should do things differently than they're doing. Now, how can we feel unconditional love more often? It helps me to remember that my kids came here for a human experience, and I'm just going to let them have that human experience that they came here for the whole messy journey. Also, let's try and just relax into unconditional love. Sometimes it feels like, oh, it's so hard. It's going to be so hard to feel that. But maybe it isn't that hard. What if you just let go of the judgment and just relax into unconditional love? It can actually feel like such a big relief to let go of that judgment and realize you don't have to do that anymore. Their choices, their life, and what they do is all in their court now. You don't have to take charge of it. I help my clients learn a lot of tools and practices to do this kind of thing. We work on the model, which is learning how to see how your thoughts lead to your feelings, lead to your actions, lead to the results that you have in a chain reaction. We often talk about human needs. People have seven basic human psychological needs, and that can help us understand why we're doing what we're doing, as well as what our children, why they're doing what they're doing. And sometimes just knowing how to allow your emotions to pass through, we often call that processing emotions, can be really helpful too. If the thought of like trying to be in unconditional love all the time going forward sounds so overwhelming, remember, first of all, 
we aren't intended to be in it all the time, just to aim for it more and more often. And maybe you can set a time and say, hey, I'm going to just do it for one hour. The next hour, I'm going to let go of all judgment. I'm just going to feel love. When you start doing that and set aside some time for it, you'll start to recognize the difference between feeling unconditional love and feeling judgment. And you might get to a point where you decide, yeah, the love feels a lot better. All right, let's go on to the second rule, and that is to offer influence. And I hope you're picking up on that word offer. It kind of goes along with the word aim, where we're aiming for unconditional love. We're going to offer influence. We can't force influence. We can't impose influence. So purposeful parenting of grown kids means learning a whole new way of communicating with them because we've had all these years where it was our job to teach them very directly what to do. Stop hitting your sister. Go to the bathroom and get in the car. Eat your dinner first and then we'll talk about dessert. And then later they're driving, right? And you're going, stop at the red light and don't smoke and separate the whites from the jeans in the laundry. So let's just have some compassion on ourselves. We really do have to change some deeply practiced patterns. So for sure, it can be a challenge to undo these deeply ingrained patterns that have served their purpose for a time. So offering influence means that we offer to share our ideas, our advice when we're asked, and maybe even asking them on occasion if they want to hear our ideas. And one of my sons shared a great idea, which is like when you offer an idea to your kids, put it in context. Like say, this is something that I found has worked for me and I'd be happy to share it with you if you'd like. Or I've learned something that has kind of changed the way I see things. If you're interested, I could share it with you. Remember that Whether they accept our offer to share an idea or to help them in any way, we need to let go of their response. If they say no, just take a deep breath and remember unconditional love. You did your part. You offered something that you think would be helpful to them and they get to choose whether they want more or not. Our kids are more likely to accept our advice when they trust our intent. And our intent comes from our heart, how we are truly, really feeling. And other people can smell it. (laughs) We might think that we're saying it in such a careful way, but other people and our grown-up kids, especially who know us so well, they can smell the intent If we're trying to micromanage them or get them to do something we think is better than their idea, they'll be able to tell. We can't paste on influence by communication skills. It has to come from our deepest feelings toward our children. That's why unconditional love comes first. Many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, that I do work with young adults in a nonprofit. So I've had a lot of time listening to young adults. And something I've heard over and over, a frustration they have with their parents, is feeling like their parents aren't really listening to them. They're just waiting for their turn to talk, 
to talk at you, right? Instead of with you. Not listening to understand, but just waiting for their turn to tell them how they should do things. And I know that I've done this so much too. Years ago, one of my favorite authors and teachers, his name is Joseph Grenny, and he helped to write a book called Crucial Conversations, as well as some other really amazing books like Influencer and Change Anything. He answered someone's question about dealing with their teenager, and his response was just so transformative. I have returned to this quote over and over again. I'll put the link to the whole article in the show notes, but this is part of it. He said, I am responsible for influence, not results. The instant I measure my success by others' choices, I'm living in a delusion. And the delusion is that I can or should control others. I can't. I shouldn't. The very wish to do so is the root cause of every form of misery for myself and others. It leads to anger, despair, depression, compulsion, and pride. The truth is, we're responsible to offer a worthy example, provide coaching, give support, and surrender the rest. And my takeaway from that is that our role now is to offer influence. You can offer it, but you can't make them accept it. It goes back to our unconditional love. It's true that you love them, and it's true that they want to be happy. It's that space in the middle that's so messy, because they have their own concept of how to find happiness, and they have a deep hunger for freedom to make their own choices, just like you do. They came here to learn by knowing good and evil, and we have to let them do that. Otherwise, we're holding them back from their growth. Fear doesn't prevent death. It prevents life. So switching from, I love you, so I want you to make good decisions, so you'll be happy, so listen up, and let me tell you what to do to be happy. We need to switch from that to, I love you, I honor your decisions and your journey, and I can witness your life journey with unconditional love. So be proud of yourself when you offer influence and you show up as a parent who cares. So we're going to end there today. We've talked about aiming for unconditional love and offering influence. And in the next podcast next week, we'll talk about how to visualize their success and why it's so important to center on yourself. There's this analogy I have shared with you before, and I'll share it again because it helps me so much. And I imagine in my head that I am rock climbing, climbing up a cliff on the ropes, and I have a big box tucked under one arm. And I'm trying to climb the whole cliff with one hand carrying this box. And that box just represents all my worries and my fears and my concerns for my children. And then God comes and holds out his hands and offers to take that box from me. So I hand the box over to him and he takes it. Then I can climb with both hands and I can make some progress. The crazy thing is that often, even after I've surrendered that box to God, I sometimes take it back. Like, oh, this is mine. Being a good parent means I take care of these worries and these concerns and I'm supposed to show up like this. 
and I'll start trying to climb again with that box. And over and over again, God comes, stretches out his hands, and offers to take those worries away. I want to end today with an experience that I had, this spiritual insight I had once when I was very worried about my growing young adult kids. And the thought that came to me was, you bring them to you, I'll bring them to me. And I felt that reassuring spirit from my Heavenly Father saying, I've got this. I'll bring them to me. Your job is to love them and build that relationship with them. Our kids have a Savior, and it isn't us. God is in their lives, and He designed them with the same drive to seek happiness and success that we have. Take heart that they're getting the human experience they came for 100%. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. If you feel like there's something more for you, you're right. As a life coach, I teach people in midlife to see what's been getting in their way and how to clear it up and get on with what they want next. This is the perfect time to update your mind. You'll know how to feel better now so you can get those important things going. I'm always happy to chat about your life and what you want. All you need to do is get in touch with me. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com Contact me on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com, or message me on social media. I'm at Vonna Davis on Instagram. You can learn more about working with me on my website or Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.